I brought you a special present. It's got any sports in it? Are you kidding? Fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, miracles. Like the sick grandson in The Princess Bride, we all have moments in life when we're struggling and turn to stories in books and movies as a way to escape and heal our hearts and minds from the trials we face in life. As an award-winning novelist and English teacher, Kristen Randall knows this and of the historical significance and meaning that stories hold for us as human beings. To entertain each other, but also to pass on traditions and to pass on norms and mores. And so we have the children sitting around the fire, we're all sitting around the fire and gnawing on legs of things. And um, we sing songs or we tell stories. And it becomes very important if the story has something elemental to say that will keep your child from being eaten by the lion in the shadows. You inculcate by, well, all of the elements, these ideas into children. And when that happens, then you get a culture. And then the culture builds more and more stories. Aside from being a tradition for survival, the stories we share and the stories that have been told have a way of being woven into our lives. Documentary filmmaker Adam Smith shares an example from one of his favorite stories in John Steinbeck's book, East of Eden. That's my favorite story. It's a retelling of Cain and Abel, and it's a beautiful book, beautifully written. What I like about it, and this this goes to a bigger point of storytelling, which is that some stories are as old as we are, right? They're in our DNA. It's ever since man could write, since they could paint, since they could draw, they've drawn some form of that story. On a grander scale, that's what I really love about stories, is they transcend time. Throughout human history, we've used stories for entertainment, learning, and even in sales and advertising. Stories have a powerful ability to captivate our attention and to capture our hearts and minds. But is there something special about stories that helps us work through and thrive during challenging times? To better understand stories and our connections with them, researchers have found a strong link we have with stories and storytelling. In 1944, researchers Heider and Simmel observed that people created narrative stories for shapes after viewing a simple film of the shapes silently moving their way across a TV screen. More recently, neuroscientist Yuri Hassan observed that brainwaves between the storyteller and their audience mirror each other. So, does this mean that we're wired for stories? To find out, I turn to Dr. Miles Romney, professor of communications at BYU. People are inherently narrative creatures. We're hardwired to tell stories. It's just part of our DNA. Besides having stories built into our DNA, there's something else that's interesting about them. A lot of what we do in this world and the way we interpret the world and the way we share our experiences in the world and make meaning and connect with people in this world is to tell stories. We can all empathize and understand sort of these experiences and these feelings based on, on what these stories evoke. Writer Kenna Baylock has found that it's not simply the story that's important, but rather the connections that we make with them. I was in middle school when I first read this book, and at the time I was being bullied pretty uh, mercilessly by a couple of girls. And in the book, The Goose Girl, the main character goes through a pretty significant and intense betrayal. 
at the time I was reading it, that book really impacted me and like to the point where like I couldn't sleep because I was like I needed to know how the story ended. Uh, and I think it's because like at, at that time in my life, it was resonating with something that I felt very personally as like a, a personal sense of betrayal. When we're able to use stories to connect with ourselves and others on a deep and personal level, Kenna says that's where we're able to experience the true power of a good story. Personal adversity, when a character has to go through something that is personally trying or personally like life-changing, it, it, it changes an aspect about them or it challenges who they are as a person. I find those kinds of stories to resonate more deeply with me uh, because I feel like the best stories revolve around humans and not around, you know, a world or a plot. It's about the characters. It's about their human emotion, their human experience. I think that's the true power of storytelling is just the way that it allows you to explore or express or understand human emotion. To understand this concept a little bit more, I turned to Sam Payne. I'm Sam Payne. I'm the host of The Appleseed on BYU Radio, a national daily radio show dedicated to the art of storytelling. Great stories give us the images and ideas to talk about the difficult conversations that we're having with ourselves or with others. We watch that magic unfold all the time. Parents see it unfold with their kids. They tell stories to their kids in a way that gives their kids the images and ideas to talk about things that they might otherwise have a difficult time talking about, you know? And it happens with us too. You see it in every piece of media that we experience. You know, how many people have you known who have cited a book or a film or a television program or a story to give them the words to talk about something that they otherwise might stumble through? Besides enabling us with words to communicate, stories are also a powerful medium for helping us learn about and connect with others through characters in deep and meaningful ways. As Adam says, characters that are completely different than you help you understand struggles you don't know about, right? And, and I would say, for me, for instance, you know, mental health is a big one right now. And there are lots of, I think there are lots of stories coming out and so much about anxiety and depression. And that is something I do not understand, you know? Like that's something, it's, it's around me, it's my, my friends and my family have it, but I, it's like so foreign to me that stories give me a chance to understand people that I otherwise would not understand. Something remarkable about good stories is that we use them during challenging times to find a renewed sense of light and hope when we face difficult times. How about a nice musical? How can you talk about musicals at a time like this with the world committing suicide, with corpses piling up in the street, with grim death gargling at you from every corner, with people slaughtered like sheep? Maybe they'd like to forget that. In the mid-40s, they did a lot of movies that were about Catherine Hepburn wearing really great dresses and being very funny. And, and the people went in droves to these movies. Uh, Philadelphia Story is one of my very favorite ones. But at the time, the people were in a, in a dark place. And what they needed was to see nice dresses and smart dialogue and something that wasn't something that was humanly there was a human challenge in it but not despair how do i look like a queen like a goddess and you know how i feel how like a human like a human being do you know how i feel how 
proud. Sometimes the stories we hear and the ones we share aren't as real as we need them to be. Social media presents an example where too much of a good thing, such as a betrayal of glamour and wit, can negatively impact an audience. Assistant Professor and Director of the School of Communications Biocoms Lab at Brigham Young University, Dr. Kevin John has found that sometimes our social media stories can impact us in ways that leave us feeling inadequate, and the challenge we face during the coronavirus pandemic can leave us feeling isolated as we struggle to share and connect through our stories with others. What's happening is, while we are becoming increasingly connected, creating a situation where we are increasingly isolated, and that's been magnified during the uh, coronavirus situation, where our communication is increasingly going online. And so I see my students in class, and I'm like, how are you guys doing, you know? And everybody's like, oh, you know, we're good, or we're okay, or it's a little stressful. But nobody says, you know what, I'm falling apart. I'm not getting connections with people like I used to. I miss the time where I could have casual conversations or where I could talk about deeper topics. So in front of these other 49 students who are here in the class, I'm going to say I'm doing okay when really they're, they're falling apart, but they can't express that narrative. And so digital communication has brought a number of concerns and struggles to mental health and how we do the world. Overall, it's the truth of stories that can give us help and hope during challenging times. As Kristen says, it's the truth found in stories that can make a world of difference as we connect, share, and open up ourselves to one another. When you talk about good stories, you can almost feel the top of your head just open up. We are light. That's what we are. And if we don't use the stories inside of us, and, and take those light elements and pass them on, we lose hope. You and I, if we sat here for long enough, we would start exchanging little bits of our true stories. And by doing that, then we become responsible for each other. We hope this helps you to use stories to make your life better while facing difficult moments in life. And as Sam Payne says it on the apple seed, We hope that the stories that we bring you here on the program spark memories and thoughts for you that you can share with the people that you love. Thanks for listening. We want to extend a special thanks to Rob Reiner and Act 3 Communications for The Princess Bride, Preston Surges and Universal Studios for Sullivan's Travels, and George Cukor and Warner Brothers for The Philadelphia Story.